Hello and welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy. With me, as always, is John. Woo, I'm here. He's here. Praise the roof. Woop, woop. Woop, woop. And we are here to talk to you about scary movies, as always. What do we got from today? Uh, today, we actually got something. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie when it came out and I saw it, but I actually watched the sequel first. And I watched this one afterwards. Afterwards, yes. and I think it actually increased my enjoyment because people were bad mouthing this one when it first came out. Like, and it's something that that people don't really remember is that oh, they gave I, this one a lot of shit. Now, I love this. Well, I love yeah. this movie, anyways. And then, so I saw it in the order it was supposed to be seen in, which was the first one and then the second one. But then, whenever I went back and watched it with John, then I was like, "What do you mean you haven't seen the first one?" He's like, "Yeah, I haven't seen the first one." I'm like, "This one doesn't make any sense then," but he still really liked it. So. Oh, I, I loved it. It, it, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting. I liked the second one too because a lot of people didn't like the second one, and I think but I enjoyed you, the second one a lot. You like the second one because you like Deputy So and So. I do because that's what we're watching today. We're watching 2012 Sinister. Uh, with a lot of different people, including Deputy So-and-So, which uh, I really liked James Ranson. Ranson? Ranson. Ranson, something like that. Um, the the dude from It, uh, because uh, he was kind of a fresh face with, uh, with in horror. Um, he was that kind of just bland, like, very confused guy, dealing with shit that he really shouldn't have to. And that's kind of what I enjoy, is is people dealing with shit that they're not supposed to deal with. Yeah. You know, in horror movies, you, you see people like, oh, I, I, I'm going to fight the bad guy. Not, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but yes, that's 2012's Sinister, written, or directed and written, actually, by Scott Derrickson. Um, he directed a lot of different movies, which I was kind of surprised by, because uh, I completely forgot about them. Exorcism of Emily Rose. The Day the Earth Stood Still, the 2008 version with Keanu Reeves that oh. wasn't all that good. Because yeah. really, why did you redo The Day the Earth Stood Still? It's yeah. such a good movie. Yeah. Um, Deliver Us from Evil. He did that one. And 2021's The Black Phone, which apparently oh. was a 2021 movie. So he's... The Black Phone isn't a 2021 movie. It hasn't even come out yet. It's what it says on IMDb. Okay. Well, it hasn't even come out yet. It was probably because it got finished and it just hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay. they probably... D delayed the release like they keep doing. Yeah. Oh well, that's uh, good. I really like I really like Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson. Anyway, Jesus, sorry, dude, I fucked up your name right there. Well, it's actually really interesting because a lot of people from the Black Phone are also from Sinister. Yeah, which I'm actually seeing that right yeah. now. That's crazy. Yeah, so you got Scott Derrickson, uh, who is the director and the writer. Writer also uh, C. Robert Cargill. Uh, who also helped Derrickson on Dr. Strangelove. Uh, I'm sorry, not Dr. Strangelove. Uh, Dr. Strange. I just want to say Dr. Strangelove because I like that one better. Uh -huh. uh, uh, the sequel to this movie, Sinister 2, as and well the as Phone. The Black Phone. That's yes. so cool. Um, we got Ethan Hawke. I, just, I, I, I have to say it multiple times because otherwise I screw it up. When I was younger... The, like, third or fourth book on tape that I ever listened to, like, and, and I mean actual audio cassettes, like, so real books on tape, uh, the third or fourth one that I ever listened to was uh, The Regulators uh, by Stephen King. Oh, yeah, we just listened to that yeah. after our power went out. Yep. And you remember the part where the little kid, he's being a booger snot, is what they describe him as in the uh, the book. But he says, Ethan Hawke, he's like, she wants to to get a, a, a copy of a magazine with E 
Ethan Hawke on the cover. And literally, every time I think of Ethan Hawke, <laughs> that is, it is, and it's it's gone retroactive. So my sister says, hey, you want to watch Reality Bites? And I'm like, first off, why? Secondly, Ethan Hawke. No. It's it's terrible. Oh it's in my, my head. It just it's every time. It was funny until you did it, and I was just like, Ugh. yeah. Uh, it's like nails on chalkboard. It's every time. But Ethan Hawke was in other things other than being mentioned in a Stephen King book. He was in Dead Poet Society. He was in The Explorers with him and uh, River Phoenix. I think he was in that one. Yes. Reality bites, I as so. I said, my like sort of in most enjoyable like bad vampire movie. It wasn't bad. It was bad. I don't think Daybreakers it, was bad. It was fun but bad. Well, Daybreakers is the one that John's talking about. Daybreakers and of course The Black Phone. I've seen really awful movies, but I'm actually really excited about him being in The Black Phone. Um I actually kind of want to recommend that book, which I can do later on, but No, you can do it. You can do it now. Do it now. Why Y'all not? should read The Black Phone, but it's actually they 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 re they redid Hill, the right? cover. Yes. So yes. it's by it's by Joe Hill. But they redid the cover because originally it was called 20th Century Ghosts, I believe. Um, it's what the original title was called. Uh, and it still is, but they changed the cover since they started making the the, uh, the black phone movie to be Ethan Hawke's face with that creepy mask on and his glasses. And they have the black phone on the front of it. But it has a lot of really good stories and they're all short stories, but they're all really, really good. But um, I actually read The Black Phone, which is one of the short stories that's in it. And if Ethan Hawke is playing the person who I think he's playing, they didn't cast it correctly. But it's Ethan Hawke, so you can't really complain. Because I'm it, sure he's going to do an amazing job anyway. He, he's been doing such a, a better job. And that's kind of why I like him in this movie. Because he's, up until this point, he has been such a, you know, just kind of a, a little, uh, I don't know what I'm doing kind of guy. Punk bitch. We don't yeah. want a punk bitch. You know, even even him being in in what movie is that? Film? Training Day. I think he was like that too. You know, punk bitch. Yeah. I know punk bitch. I have no idea. No. Okay. Well, if you know, reach out to us and let us know, and you'll be my new best friend. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it's funny because they did the same thing to Hearts in Atlantis. I don't think Hearts in Atlantis oh. was the. It's a, it's a short story by Stephen King. Yeah. But it was part of. I want to say it was part of Everything's Eventual. Uh, which oh, yeah. is like 14 short stories. And Hearts of Atlantis was not even like the good one out of that. It was a terrible like short story. Well, the Black Phone was actually pretty good. So I am excited about it. I'm, I, I'm excited to see how they make it into a full length feature film. Because um, again, it is a short story. But yeah, I'm excited about it. You so. know who else is in the Black Phone? Who? James Ransom. So, yes, uh, if you guys are kind of wondering who I'm talking about, it's Deputy So-and-So from this one. He's actually just known as Deputy in this movie, but he is Deputy So-and-So later on. Yeah. Uh, we've got him as the older version of Eddie from the It movies. Yes. Uh, he was the, in, the new It movies. Yes. He was in Black Phone. He was also in a rom-com that you enjoyed called Mr. Right with Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick in it, where uh, Sam Rockwell's the uh, the shooter uh-huh. guy. Uh-huh. Yep. I remember. Uh, so a lot of people in this one. He's so great in that movie, too. Another, I love that movie. Another person who's a little oddly cast, we were talking about mid, uh, miscasting, Juliet Rylance. Her shows are... Let me... Oh, let me, lo- uh, sorry, yeah. go, ahead. go ahead. So she did A Dog's Purpose, which I hate that movie, because it is a dog like figuring out what his purpose in life is as him like going through and being reincarnated repeatedly and, and having different owners. 
and I don't like that because it implies the dog dies repeatedly, and I don't. Nah. Uh, and then you have love after love, which literally sounds like love spelled backwards is love, which was the the joke movie that they went to go see in freaking Twilight. Love spelled backwards is evil. E love, no live spelled backwards is evil. Evil. E v o l. Evil. Evil. Yeah, it's wrong. It's so. it's still it's still funny. No, it's not. <laughs> you got days you know and what? nights. Uh, the only other thing that I saw her do that was horror I related. Was I'm sure you did. Whatever. It's American uh, Gothic. Was American Gothic where she was in 13 episodes of it. She was <laughs> also in like a couple of weird like Mick something or other was one of it. Mick Mafia was she was in that one. And then there's like uh, she is in the redo of Perry Mason, mm-hmm. which if you're not. Like, why would you even redo fucking Perry Mason? Like, it is... You could just do a new show. Like, Perry Mason... Who are you, you like, giving that to? People who got stuck with their grandparents during the, I don't know, 80s? It doesn't make any sense. So another person who's in it is Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, he is in it. The, the funny thing is, is that the way that I understand it, they actually just had him for, like, the day. And they made him shoot his scene, which is him literally talking to, like, the screen of a computer... In another part of the house, like that they're in. He's so he, just like he's, showed up. I freaking love Vincent D'Onofrio. So if you don't know who that is, which you should, but if you don't, um, he's actually um, Pile from Full Metal Private Jacket. Pyle. So he's the guy who goes crazy and he goes Full Metal Jacket and he shoots uh, Arlie Emery. Yeah. Okay. And then he's also um, he's also in The Cell, which is one of my personal favorite movies. It was way underrated. That's the right. visuals the are freaking guy, amazing. Right? He is a serial killer in That's that movie. Right. And he has like this whole, you go in his head and oh my God, the acting is amazing by Vincent D'Onofrio. And he's also in Daredevil. Uh, he's also Edgar. He's the Edgar suit from... Uh, oh, yes. Yes, uh, from Men in Black. Black. Yes. yes, that's correct. Uh, we also got Fred Thompson, who is in a ton of... Literal ton of stuff. He was the DA in a lot of the um, the Law and Order series. He was in a bunch of other things. Uh, but uh, the way that you'll probably recognize him is in Die Hard Two, which not a lot of people watch. Die Hard Two. They watch Die Hard Three. They watch Die Hard One. But Die Hard Two is still a good show. It's got William Stadler in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great, great movie. Just mm-hmm. sit down, watch the damn show. It's fun. Enjoy it. Uh, I think it gets a lot of crap because it's the the sequel. Uh, you know, and it the, was trying the, so hard to be Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and it failed no, miserably. What? It couldn't have been. It's Die Hard. It's a, the plan. Well, okay, well, maybe a little bit, but you know, everybody wanted to be uh, Terminator 2. Uh-huh. Everybody wants to be Terminator 2 because that one made the most money. Well, yeah, because that one was amazing. So, nobody wants to be Ghostbusters 2, even though it was an okay show. I nobody s- wants to watch that one. I, s- I still love Ghostbusters. 2. Oh, everybody loves that one. Anyways, Should. all right, so we're gonna cut it here. We're gonna go watch this movie. We'll be back. We'll talk about it. Uh, we have it on Blu-ray, but actually, I think I, I really think I saw it on Hulu. Yeah, if you can find it on there, then then you're good. If you can't, then go buy it. I yeah, I don't I don't know what else to tell you, man. We've Pick already it watched it, so we like it. But Seriously, anyways, we'll be it's back a good to talk show. about it. Keep it keep it in your your uh, your your group of uh, movies that you watch, like the five of them that you have over there on repeat. I wish you could like except the lawnmower part. Don't you? That don't, part always freaks me out. Don't you miss when uh, like McDonald's used to sell movies? Because at least then you could just go in, get yourself a you know I I used to get the salads, but uh, yeah, you could go in there, pick up a double quarter pounder, and pick up a movie whenever it came out. That'd be fun. No. Yeah. What? I had the Adams Family. That's how I got it. No. Whatever. I'm gonna mute here. <laughs> Or pause it.
Yeah, mute your bad ideas. Whatever. See you in a bit. We'll be back. New details today in the grisly murders of a local family found earlier this week. I didn't want to move here. We couldn't afford to live in the old house anymore. Plus, the new story I'm writing is here. Is the story a good one this time? I'm going to write the best book that anybody's ever read. I got a really good feeling about this. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. Family hanging out, barbecue, seven and nine. That's the family who lived here. You think these are serial murders? I don't know. First one I found dates back to the 60s. The only link between all these cases is the symbol. The symbol is associated with a pagan deity named Bagul. He consumes the souls of human children. And we're back. We are back. So, yeah, uh, I forgot how atmospheric this movie was. It's like, great. He does a really good job at, at it. And, then, and not even the, the spooky parts, um... But like a lot of the quieter moments, uh, you know, there were, which is surprising to me because this is a Blumhouse movie. Mm -hmm. uh, there weren't a whole lot of like jumpity jump scares. I mean, there was, there was a stinger jump scare at the very end, which I hate that one. Uh, especially when you find out what he wanted to do was the exact opposite without like the, the spoopy like, ha ha, I'm in, in the front, you know, kind of deal. Um, it was instead of a... a pan away from the the things it was pan forward into it mm -hmm. and then you know black screen uh and you know i can kind of see why people would want to go ahead and have those kind of things where you get like the 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 actual like uh jump scare at the very end because you know you, you leave it with jump scare then they've they've ah that was spooky you know but yeah you know, yeah but a lot of it was a, a a lot more fun watching it so you know again i i suggest people really watch this but uh, this one also starts with a, a real, uh, you know, I, I, I was mean, about to say banger, but yeah, it, it starts out really interesting. It is like it's a very so if you if you've never seen this movie before, um, it is very much um, in it for the shock value. Um, you have people's deaths that are on here, and they are very well done. So so well done that actually some of the actors and actresses almost died. From what you were telling me? Well, so apparently the uh, the stunt coordinator from... And this is stuff that I've heard. Uh, but the stunt coordinator for the uh, the tree scene that we see at the very beginning uh, wasn't good and almost, like, hung the people. And, like, immediately got fired. And, you know, they got somebody else on there who was really good at it. But <laughs> just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And you can kind of see where it would happen. You you start off... Uh, the, the movie begins with uh, four people. And it's very Super 8. Uh, four people with bags over their heads, uh, you know, like tied up with new. Are they on the ground or are they just? They're on the ground and they're they're tied up, hanging yeah. from the tree branch. But um, their lines are all hanging off of another tree branch. So yeah. it's like they're connected to the one tree branch that they're all on. But then that line goes towards another one, and the reason why is because they need that leverage to lift all of them up. And, and I I get that my I have a little bit of an issue just with the uh, the the concept the 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 amount of of stuff for for having to make sure that you do like the cuts and all that other kind of stuff to make sure that the uh, those lines are long enough. 
Uh, but <laughs> especially when you find out the twist. Uh, but uh, it's it's an interesting and it's a, it's a terrible visual uh, to to kind of sit on there. And then it's immediately cut over to uh, Happy Nice family moving into a new house, and which is Ethan Hawke's family moving into this house in one of the most comfiest sweaters that you'll ever see. Like he's in this like really like. Do you want a dad sweater knitted, now? Like no, no, I don't because <laughs> I'm not a dad. I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we are are just it's it's a kind of a continuous shot of like different like them moving inside the house mm-hmm. and moving different things. But We're, then the popo show up. Yeah. Though. Well, the 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 big popo, uh, the uh, the sheriff shows up right mm-hmm. after that, uh, and he's pissed off. He's looking at uh, who the man who will be named deputy so and so later on, uh, because <laughs> you know they they. They didn't call him that in the movie, but it is written on the phone. Like, it's listed as his name on the phone whenever yeah. he calls in, like, several times. So I don't know why people were like, well, they don't really call him that in the movie. I'm just like, it's there they, on the phone. They do. They, they do call, call him it. that in the movie. They don't say that in, in his line, though, like, uh, his credit at the end. It just says deputy. Oh, it doesn't have his actual no, name No, it doesn't have deputy so-and-so. Oh, that's weird. They should uh, They never mentioned his actual name, actually, in the in the movie in this one, or I think in the, the, uh, the, next the sequel. One, yeah. I, I think they do. Or the they do one. at the very end. Yeah, uh, I think but, so. But it's just, I was like, oh, that's that's hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the new cops are, are showing up. One of them is holding the book. Are we already told that he's the, the author so, yet? No, we don't okay. get told that he's the author. Um, in fact, so we, we see deputy so-and-so holding a book, and the sheriff shows up. He's like, what, do you want his autograph or something? And he's like, well, I mean, I was here. And he's like, dude, get the hell out of here. Like, just go. And it was actually fairly funny because the the guy who is playing it is uh, uh, the, the dude from um, uh, uh, Law and Order. But he, uh, he, I swear, at the very first time I saw him, until I heard him, I thought it was Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> like, I swear. I was just like, oh, my God, Frazier is pissed. What's going on here? And it turned out not to be him. But that one was was the uh, the Fred Thompson guy, and I was like, oh okay, and he does a really good job. He does. Uh, he plays off he his, plays pissed off officer very well. Yeah, when he uh, he calls the uh, the wife over, uh, who then calls over um, Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk to yeah. to give him a uh, a piece of his mind. I don't even remember what Ethan Hawk's name is in the movie. It was something weird. Well, not weird. Just just not. Like, you know, Tom, it's Ethan or Hawk. Like that. Yeah, we, I, I keep calling him Ethan Hawk in my notes. So. Yeah, it's just Ethan Hawk. Uh, it's he's Ethan Hawk. Uh, and, and Ethan Hawk has to talk to the uh, the guy, the 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 sheriff uh, who's telling him, I can't believe you're doing this. Uh, don't be causing all these things. And this is kind of where we get the, the vibe that Ethan Hawk is a true crime writer. He's a true crime writer. Yes. Yeah. And he only had one book. That actually did really well, which was his first book, which was Kentucky Blood. Mm. Um, and then the rest of his two books that he did were both just shitters, apparently. And one of them was Denver something or other, and I can't remember what the second one was, or the third think. one was. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, yeah, apparently he screwed up so bad that he let a killer get away. Yeah. Which I'm like... And it, a lot of families were... were Hurt, hurt by, by that, that whole situation. Yeah. But my thing was, is like, okay, so you let the killer get away. Does that mean that the killer got found afterwards? Or, or he killed more people? I guess. I, I wish that they would have gone more into that, because I would have liked to know how that, how that works weird. out. But yeah, so... Uh, oh, but we also get to meet his daughter and his son, yeah. who are in the house. His daughter is painting on the walls. That's That comes comes in into the story later. 
Um, but she's only allowed to paint on her walls in her room and not anywhere else in the house. Yeah, and she's got a cute little smock thing on. I, I thought that was cute. Because it, it, in her, like, they bought it, like, two or three sizes larger than her. So It like, does look like she's wearing a little dress. Yeah, it's cute. And it's, uh, it's oddly enough, it's much, much later, it becomes fairly disturbing to see her in that. So I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting setup. Uh, but yeah, it uh, we've got the crime books. We've got uh, him being told off by the cops. And then him just kind of loading things up inside of the house. And then he goes up into the attic, which the attic is a little like odd to me. Because it's got like double like wall enclosures and stuff like that. So it's got like, as soon as he goes up there, he has to lift up a uh, another big panel so that he can finally see inside of it. That just creeps me out. Yeah, that was weird. Like, I, I didn't like that. Maybe that's a Pennsylvania thing, you know, because, well, hell, we can't even store stuff up in our attics unless we, like, put other things in there. Um, but he goes upstairs, sees a giant scorpion, and drops a milk carton full of, uh, or stuff milk crate it. full of yeah. stuff on it, and just smashes the hell out of that. And that's where he finds the home movies uh, box. box. Yeah. And it's a, it's a kind of a nice box, but it, I guess that one kind of had 70s vibes to it, too. It was older looking. Yep, full of Super 8s. Uh, and they is... have things like a pool party and bar- barbecue. Barbecue. And... Barbecue 78. You know, I was like, oh, okay, this is odd. Hey, hanging hanging out with the family. Hanging out with the family 2011. Yeah, 2011. Which was, because this does take place in 2012, but apparently the year previously. And I sat there and I went, wouldn't you put that together? Like straight out because we we have a moment there uh, during uh, just after the 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 sheriff talked to him uh, where the wife comes in and literally says I don't know if we can live next to a, a murder like two doors down well, from a murder house she goes we're not oh god we're not living a couple of doors down from the murder house again are we and he's like no no and she goes oh okay good uh, well what he means by no is because they are living in the house that. The murder happened in. And not necessarily in the house, because the murders didn't happen in the house. They happened in the backyard. Yeah. I mean, it it becomes a a plot point as well. Uh, The problem is, is uh, she deserves this. It was, uh, you know, her own fault for not doing her due diligence at that point. She literally could have Googled this shit and she would have been fine. She would have been like, no, I'm not fucking moving in No, because she trusts him. Why why didn't she look at it? Well, honestly, I think that was a fuck up too. She's not used to uh, whatever American version of of realtors that she had to deal with. I will question everything from now on. She had a terrible accent. I don't know what was happening there. Like the whole time... And that one was... Um, that was the chick from all the love movies. Yeah, the Juliet... Uh, Rylance. Rylance. And I don't know if she was trying to do an English accent and she wasn't being able to pull it off and she's American or if she was trying to cover up an English accent and she was just doing a terrible job at it anyway. But thankfully, we don't have a whole lot of times where we have to hear her talk. It's so weird, though. Maybe it's the sound setting. Maybe it's just the woman's cadence. But the whole time, I thought she was being 80 yard. Like, the whole time. It was really weird. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was a little off. I know exactly what you mean. Um, so, Ethan's Hawk, Ethan Hawke's wife doesn't know about the house. But then he goes to the backyard. And then this is whenever he looks at the tree. And the tree is all busted to shit, which I'm like... Which is still, like, half, with, like, a half-hanging branch that was cut in order to pull the dead people, the, the hanging people, on, <laughs> up on the tree and hang them. It was... It was I swear, 
A real estate agent would have fixed yeah, that. Yeah, they would have cleared that up, especially if it's the murder house. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you want to move that as quickly as possible before people, you know, have a couple of seconds to think about it. But, uh, no. No, they wanted to go ahead and it's like, yep, that's the murder house. Yep, there's the there's the cut line that uh, uh, just cut him. We got a couple of the rope burns up here, too, and a couple of splashes of blood. We didn't clean that up at all, though. Yeah, and it's it's just, it's goofy. Which, and then, and then... Ethan Hawke ends up, they end up mostly getting most of their house cleaned up, I guess, because they're sleeping in a bed and she has like all of her pajamas on. And then they have like this whole, you know, conversation about how, you know, if if things go bad again, I'm going to take the kids and go to my sister's. Like, I wish that you would just be happy with, with not having another awesome book. Yeah. And what if that was your 15 minutes of fame? And I'm like, which is kind of harsh, but at the same time, well, at the same time though, like apparently he's a drunk. Oh, only when he he's midway through the the, the book, though. true crime yeah. books. Yeah. So if it's that, it's caught. But if it's causing that many issues, like I would have fucking been annoyed too. Which they they didn't really go into because they she just said like you've never been on the whiskey this early in the book. So like, does he only drink? Like it, it, she should have said something about like next you'll be smoking, and then like we saw later on. Uh, does she say smoking. that? Oh no, it would have been better if she had done oh, that. Yeah, because then we would have seen that this is a progression towards something worse. The or or at least to that that moment where she says like if it goes bad again, I'm gonna take the kids and go with my sisters. Yeah, because I have we have no idea how like what how are you bad talking it can about? Get. Yeah, what's the bad like you know? Because honest to God, even when. Uh, they're having an argument much later in the movie. Uh, Ethan Hawke is like, like, ah, she has a father who loves her and is there all the time and talks to her and, and, you know, makes her feel creative. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Blondie, you're kind of a dick. No, you, no, oh, yeah, no, she is. Anyways, okay. She is a complete I'm dick not gonna, because she's also, I'm not going to argue with you about like, this. Like, doing all this because, and apparently she, uh, she doesn't have a job. Or something? So, like, what's going on with her? Let's keep going with the I'm just story. saying. I'm just saying. So, anyways, Ethan Hawke decides that this is the time that he's going to try to catch up on work. So he has, you know, he's fixing up his office and he's making his little conspiracy board and all that stuff. And then he sits down and starts to watch the family movies that he found in the attic. Because he didn't, uh, the, the crime scene photos that he has don't have the box in it. It has, and so he, he like literally like draws a little box and he, uh, on like a post-it note and he's like, where did the box come from? Which, again, hanging around 2011. Yeah. Like, you didn't put that together, Ethan? The fuck, man? Yeah. Like, literally, like, I would have been like... There's a lot of stuff that, that hey. that's like, really? Hell, so, I think I would have called my realtor at that point and be like, hey, they left something? Oh, that's right, they're dead. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is whenever we watch film number one. Film number one is the family in the background who's hanging out, which is literally the family who's hanging from the tree. Hanging out with my family. Yeah, so it, it, it starts off and it shows, and, and each of the videos does this, wherever it shows the main family, there's obviously somebody filming it, and then the, the camera goes still, and then the other kid walks into the frame. So from the beginning, you can tell that it's the kid who's filming it. Well, kind me. of. Um, so I don't think that they did that. They they had it expanded later on to where we saw the kid walk in from frame. So we didn't actually see that part. Because All the kids clips. walk in from frame. Yeah. Come in later frame. on. No, from the beginning. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So from the beginning, the kids the kids came off camera. I don't. Know, I could definitely be wrong about that. But so that that happens. 
Um, so the first family is all hanging out in the backyard and everything like that. So we got, we got first family, first one, we, we don't get to see all of them right now, right? We get the, the first two and then it's like the weird phone call where he's like, no, this is where I can make the money. And he stares at his old book thing. Yes. Right? Okay. So we get that one. We get the, 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 the barbecue one, which was, it was so weird to me. Cause he's like, let me go ahead and watch the, the newest one and the oldest one. Cause I think the oldest one was like seventies, right? Oh, I don't even remember what uh, order he watched them in. But the, the second film that he watches has the dad, mom, and then two brothers. Um, and then they're fishing in the woods. And then it cuts to uh, chains around a car. You see this weird, like, this weird symbol on the hood of the car. And then everything goes up in flames. It looks like the Mandalorian symbol. It was. I was like, oh, Mandos came in and destroyed everybody. Uh, apparently the, uh, and we, we find this out later, apparently the one of the brothers was in the car. I didn't see him, though. I did see the giant metal canister of flammable gasoline, which I was like, that's a cute. That, that they that's were cute. all holding, yeah. Right, they were all holding a flammable thing. I, I, it may have been laid on top of them or something oh, like okay. that. Uh, but yeah, so Ethan Hawke is like, oh my God, I... I want to. I have to tell somebody about it. One of the things that I, I found out, uh, kind of just in doing a little bit of research, was that uh, Ethan Hawke hadn't actually seen the movies, uh, the Super Eight films beforehand. So his reaction is pretty genuine to all these things. He's going, "What the hell?" Especially, especially with the last one. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a little much. Um, so, so he calls the police because he's like, "No, no, I had to say something about this." So he calls the police, and then he looks at his books, his his one good book, and he hangs up the phone. Because he's like, you know what? He has second thoughts. He's like, I could totally make a lot of money out of this and become famous. And I'm not even going to talk to the damn police. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. And instead of, you know, actually like looking into any of this or, or you know, maybe going to bed for the night or something like that, I I'm going to watch another film. Yeah. So he turns on film three and then he stops because he hears something. So he goes around to check on all the kids. Right. And he's searching throughout the house. He hears footsteps running behind him. He turns around and... There's like this box, this moving box. It's in the center of the room. It's a big ass box. And so he goes closer to it and the music's all getting all creepy. And he keeps walking closer and closer. And then the box starts to move. And his son pops out of it and does like a back bend and starts screaming bloody murder. And is staring at him. It's so freaking weird. And apparently that's a normal thing for them because he has night terrors. So he takes him outside to look at the stars, I guess, whenever he wakes up. I guess the stars were right because he awakens after that. I was like, oh, and he's awake now. And he's good. It's all good. Ah, uh, he's having the night terrors again. Oh, those damn uh, night terrors. Oh, damn. And I'm sitting there going... That was a little bit much more than a, it's like. Is he a night contortionist too? Because he fit weird. inside of that teeny weeny bottle. Like, what, what happened with that? And then you think that he's going to tell his wife that they're living in a murder house, but he doesn't. He just tells her, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, no, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Not realizing that he moved him into a fucking murder house. So the kids are getting ready for school the next morning. They're all talking about how they found the son in a box. And apparently, one time they found him peeing in the dryer. He, he apparently tried to pee in the dryer. Uh, which I was it. It had to have been a side loader because if it was like one of those like you know like top loading dryers. Or yeah, something there's like, no that way he could pee in there. Just he's like a, he's just pushing real hard. He's just like, eh, eh. I'm so, gonna pee right in here. It's like, dude, come on. So the the kids end up going to school. The the mom ends up taking them to school and runs a few errands and stuff like that. Um, and this is wherever Ethan Hawke is alone and he starts to watch the third film. The third film is about the pool party. So in the 
at least in, in this one, I couldn't tell in the first two, but in this one, they had the, um, a drink that glows. The predator blood. It, yeah, it's very glowy. Yeah, it's predator blood. It's the same, so, same, same thing. So apparently, Bagul kills a predator, uh, and then you pour the mixture inside a Kool Aid because a, a lot of these people were drinking Kool Aid, which I thought was hilarious. Because, oh my God, if uh, Bagul was having to make that into like a Coke, that would have been hilarious. If you're just like trying to like, now you have to inject it into the soda bottle, or uh oh, oopsie poodles. <laughs> so. So it uh so the pool party happens. It's the the Kool Aid. You see the glowy stuff, and then you see the family like hanging out and drinking and talking and stuff like that. And then it cuts to nighttime, and all of the family is strapped to pool chairs, and then they all get dragged into the pool, and they can't swim, they can't breathe, and they all die that way. Again, I call bullshit on that one. Like, certain parts of these are like, okay, yeah, that made it a lot easier for... Especially, like, the knife one. Of course, the knife one had, like, the biggest kid yeah. in it. Yeah. But apparently, uh, the, the person who did this one was teeny weeny. Yeah, she was tiny. I was like, wait, no, she did what now? She yeah. yanked those people? Like, how did she do that? So, um... So this is actually whenever Ethan Hawke actually zooms in and he stops it right at the second that he sees Bagul. So Bagul is standing in the bottom of their pool. Originally when I watched it, I thought it was some member of the Insane Clown Posse or perhaps Kiss. (laughs) It's not a very good makeup like effect. Like I get what they were trying to go for, but I was like, oh no, it's a juggalo. (laughs) It does. It does look a little like ICP. So, um... So he, he zooms in and he sees Bagul and Bagul's in the pool. I wrote that down. Bagul in the pool. Yeah. So uh, he stops to look at it and he goes closer and closer and closer to look at it. And then the film burns. It's like an elf on a shelf, but it's Bagul in the pool. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> the whole thing catches fire because it's a Super 8 and that does happen. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke freaks out, then goes to YouTube and figures out how to cut the, the line together and then pulls out. Uh, like a handy dandy Sony handy cam. Yeah. And, and then like, he plays it from there onto his computer and, which and saves it. I don't even know what the fuck happened. It got better point. fidelity that way it too. Was, it, yeah. Good for him. So, uh, so all that happens, right? And then everybody gets home and they're all yelling at each other. Trevor's a dick. Trevor's our son and he's a dick. He wrote, he drew the dead family of the house that they moved into on the whiteboard at school with permanent marker. I'm like... Which I think you can actually get it off with alcohol. You might be able to, depending on what happened and what kind of board and all this other kind of crap. Yeah. But, like, still, dude, dick. dick move. Yeah. So, they're all yelling at each other, and he's a dick, and he's telling Ethan Hawke, he's just like, oh, you're on her side? And he's uh, like, what did you do? I do love that. He's just like, okay, so what happened? What, you're on her side? And I'd be like... Son, yes. Yes, I'm on her side. That's your mother. I married to her. Yeah. Besides, you're a fuck up. What do you want me to tell you? You have weird, creepy night terrors that scare the shit out of everybody. Yeah, you know, if I need to find somebody to contort into something, then I'll call you. But until then, uh, I'm going to ask your mom and be on her side. So Ethan Hawke doesn't make a big deal out of it. In fact, he makes it worse because he's like, oh, what's the big freaking deal? Yeah, it was kind of odd. It was like, yeah. he's like, yeah, because he, was the big deal, And y'all? what he said was, oh, is that all that he heard? Because she's like, isn't that enough yeah, the that wife, he heard that? The wife was having some fairly, like, uh, you know, how he has to deal with that inside of school, which, 
wow, these kids got into school really quickly. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, what are you, are you kidding me with this? Like, that's all he has to deal with in school. If that's all he's having to deal with in school, with his long-ass hair and night terrors and almost peeing into things, he's doing great. True. My God. True. I, I swear, like, if, if that's all I had to deal with when I was in high school, that'd be great. You know, you don't have these terrible, like, oh, yeah, no, he's a new kid. Yeah, he's living in the murder house. Oh. The murder house. That's yeah. kind of cool. Apparently, the murder house did not get mentioned. Um, So, it's actually, uh, he starts to watch film four. Yeah, that's right. So, film four is, uh, there's, you find the glowy stuff in the picture, like, right off the bat. And then the light on the camera turns on. They go upstairs. This is wherever the family is all... Taped, taped up, up to yeah. the bed. This was the the low effort version of it because like everybody else was like having to like strap people into everything. <laughs> Using he just, leverage to kill people. The giant kid, the biggest one out of the entire group. What does he do? Oh, he tapes him and leaves him in bed. And then uh, he cuts all their throats. And he, I, he apparently put everybody to sleep too, so they didn't feel anything compared to the torched people or the the people who got hung. Uh, and I don't even know if he killed the chihuahua that was sitting in the, the middle of the I think that everything. was implied that he It was implied, but we didn't see it. Oh, I didn't see a chihuahua in the drawing, did you? I didn't see a chihuahua in the drawing. Actually, yeah. I didn't really look. I, I didn't see it. But uh, we did see, uh, we see all, all the, the murder and happening uh, from Ethan Hawke's point of view because we're like looking through, through his, his glasses. glasses. Yeah. Like, so the reflection off of his glasses, we can see it. So it was, it was an interesting effect and I, I kind of liked it. The, uh, the interesting thing about all these Super 8 films is, uh, and I, I wonder if it would have been better to do it that way, is Super 8 films don't have sound. So they have like these weird like... One of them is like a child, like counting, but it's like got like techno beats to it. Which uh, is like, I yeah. really like the music. The music it's, was crazy. It's creepy. a lot of different uh, musical beats, but it's it's kind of interesting to see. Um, but like, I get it. But it, I wonder if it would have been creepier with just the Super Eight like fan thing going like click 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 the whole way. Oh, true. I don't know. That would have been interesting. True. But uh, yeah. So, so and each time he's watching this, he's drinking more and more and more. So on this one, he drinks right after he watches the last kid stroke get cut. He drinks. He rewinds. He sees a symbol on the wall, the same symbol that he saw on the hood of the car on the previous one. Um, he prints it out. Uh, changes the contrast of the video um, and sees a school picture that says St. Louis. Which I think is hilarious because he was able to do that with a Super 8, like, you know, watching a Super 8 on a, a makeshift, uh, like, blanket, uh, like, projection screen. And he was like, ah, I can just turn the lighting up on here and it'll totally work. And I'm like, that's not how that works. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so then he does some research on Google. He finds out that the um that in that murder there is a 13-year-old boy missing whose name is Christopher Miller. Um and this is all he really hears because then he hears footsteps above him in the attic. So he's like, "Okay, whatever." He's reading and then the lights go out and he takes his phone and his flashlight, the, the, and it goes around. The whole power goes out, and they did a really good job at making the silence happen. Because, you know, that, it was the... The silence hits, like, heavy whenever yeah. the lights go out. Because, of course, whenever your lights go out, and you have a brownout or a blackout or whatever, everything stops. So the air conditioning and 
appliances, everything just goes quiet. And everybody else's appliances and air conditioning and fans, everything else goes out. So it's it. They did a really good job on that. Is this the part where we have the kids walking around, or is that Not yet. Uh, okay? Yeah. So he's just he's he's, he's such a weird has a flashlight, goes through the hallway, goes to every room. Something sm- smashes next to him. It sounds like um, running, mm-hmm. and then he runs and grabs a knife. Um, oh, that's right. Pulls down the attic. Yeah. yeah, pulls down the attic ladder, and then he goes up. And then what happens? So, so he finds that he. This is where he finds the box lid, where he it's got all the the people like the pictures of all. Yes, because it's a snake scare. Like this That's is right. a snake scare. Yeah, with the uh, I want to say it was. I don't even know if it was a copper snake or, or like or, uh, I, don't, or a, I don't know I'm a coral snake. Bet. I mean, I, I have no idea what. Apparently, it was, it was poisonous because that's what Bagul does is all poisonous black scorpions and. Well, yeah, except for the dog. The dog wasn't spooky. Like, I mean, the dog shows up and he's inside of one of the murals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the oh, dog, no, no. dog's the not dog's... poisonous. Well, no, but the dog's scary. He's scary, but he's not poisonous. He, looks, he, he could, he could, could have been be, a coral snake. He could be killer. Could have been a. Could have just been a, a little weirdo. Uh, but uh, it was interesting to see all the little photos because they're all drawn with like little Mister Boogie on the side of it. I love that it's Mister Boogie. Yeah. So instead of Bagul or the Boogeyman, it's Mister Boogie. Mister Boogie. And he's watching. He's watching in, in all the drawings that are being done. He's watching from the side. Yeah, except for the one where it was the kids who were uh, being burned up. That was actually the yeti from ski free uh unfortunately uh but yes uh he, he sees the snake the snake hides away he starts hearing something happening in the other corner so he starts walking towards that way and he's not paying attention because he's using his little teeny weeny iphone flashlight mm-hmm. and he falls through the, 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 he the top falls th- straight through the floor of the attic and, Yoink. and he's like huh, and like trying to hold on and then he just crashes through he passes out uh, next scene that we get is um, the ambulance is there and they're wrapping him up. And they're like, hey, we really think you should get some stitches. He's like, no, fuck it. I'm not getting no stinking stitches. Leave me alone. You can't make do do nothing. And he's like, all right, fine. Whatever. Do what you want. And that's why uh, Deputy So-and-so is there. Like, too. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah. He's like, I could be your uh, your deputy uh, you, you so-and-so. Know, you know when you, you write that page that, that, that acknowledges all the help that you had? The acknowledgments page, yes. Well, I could be... I could be the guy on there that you think. And it's so funny because John said, you know, I think he got better with acting in, in, in the second movie. And I don't think that was the case because in some of, I think he was meant to be very, very awkward. Because well, in, in in the scene wherever they're talking and he's like, oh, hell no, I would never live in this place, blah, blah, blah. That was Well, see, that's, that's the thing. In, in that scene... And even his his little bit, and and this is assuming that this thing was was shot in order. You know, it could have been that that one True. was much much earlier. But um, uh, he in in those two scenes, the the scene and the the fact of he was on the phone uh, much later, he had more of just energy and animation to him because mm-hmm. he he's just very awkward, and and that's like the whole point is that he's he's very very awkward, and so but he does tell Ethan Hawke, I can be you know your deputy so and so that you put in the the. The, the, that the book is credited to, you know? Yeah. Like, I can help you with whatever you need. And Ethan Hawke's like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? You could totally help me with that stuff. Let me go ahead and give you a list of things to look up for me. And, and he, he does. He really does. He, he tries his best. Yeah, he gives him the whole list of all the uh, the, the the places and the, the people who died and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, and then and then after the, right after that is whenever he plays Where's Mr. Boogie. Yeah, that's right. Where so he goes, he goes through each video. And finds Mr. Boogie. Which is so funny because uh, the the Bagul figure that they have in each of the uh, the things 
is clearly photoshopped in. Like it doesn't look like the it's 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 so much clearer than the rest of the video. Like they're like added it in post production or something like that. Could be. I was oh, oh no, I'm sure they did because they would have to do it because you can't. It's not in the uh, the original ones. Yeah. So you know it's not like they had the Bagul guy sitting there in the corner doing it because the only one that he actually looks real in or the, or correctly in is the underwater one. And then they add him in into the uh, oh, yeah, the yeah. back of the other ones. Yeah. So it's just like, and I get where they were going for that one, but it, it's, it's so clearly like, ah, we photoshopped Mr. Bagul in the background. Mahaha. <laughs> no one will be the wiser. So so the next morning, after he he plays Where's Mr. Boogie, uh, the next morning the daughter learns how to make uh, his coffee for him, which is like made in a French press yep. and all super fancy. Um so she goes, she takes the coffee to him, and then this is whenever Deputy So-and-so calls. And apparently, um, the Martinez family... Um, the torch people. With the, well, yeah. The, with, the barbecue the, folk. Yeah, with the barbecue folk, the ones that were in the car, um, their son is actually missing. Um, and while he's talking to Deputy So-and-so, he you, you see on his laptop the picture of Bagul, and Bagul moves and looks at him. And it's actually kind of a cute little, like... Because uh, I think it's from the the uh, the underwater scene, right? Or is it? No, uh, no, that's that's from the 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 knife. Case. Yeah, the bedroom. Yeah. So, but he shifts over and he's staring at at Ethan Hawke, and then he stares back down at Ethan Hawke's power cord, and I'm like, I wonder what's going on with that power cord. <laughs> like, what's what's <laughs> happening there, Bagul? He's <laughs> like, oh, oh, what's going? On? Oh, I got oh, Mr. Hawke. You know, even. Even Bagul is very starstruck with having to deal with Ethan Hawke there. He's just like, oh, don't look at me. Will you sign my copy of... Senpai, Ethan Hawke. Will you sign my copy of Daybreakers? (laughs) So, so this is whenever Ethan Hawke learns that the family who died um, in their house lived in the same house that the family who died previously. And that should have freaking did it right there. Like that, like that was like right off from that. It was obvious. Well, see, at that point, uh, the issue with with that, and it's funny because that, that it does become like something that Deputy So-and-so says later. It's like, yeah, now that I looked into it, it seems really obvious. And I'm like, yeah, everybody should have seen that shit coming, shouldn't have they? Yeah, from the very freaking beginning. But uh, the, the interesting thing about that part was uh, uh, <laughs> just sitting there going, really? Like, you didn't, like, I'm glad he didn't move out immediately because that would have just sped up the timetable. I wonder if the daughter would have been, like, indoctrinated by that Probably point. not. If, he, if they had just gone home right then, probably not. What so, if he had taken the videos with him to, like, a different house? He's an idiot. What if they moved twice? No. Like, hmm. So, so he ends up, after, you know, he's he's told this whole thing and hangs up with Deputy so-and-so, he's looking at back at the video of him falling in through the attic, and he sees little ghost hands pulling him through the attic. And then he immediately slams the lid down on his laptop instead of printing it out, which he's done for every other goddamn photo in this entire group. Like, what? No, you're, we're not going to do that part. Oh, I don't want to take the photos of the like uh, the, the little tiny hands all over my, you know. Yeah, oh, that would have made a great story. Sell that shit five seconds in. It's like, I tried to discover what happened at this motor, and as you can see, there are ghost hands on me. Yeah, there's your... Freaking 15 minutes of fame right there. Boom. So he goes to bed and then later he wakes up because the Super 8 is on and he can hear it. So he goes and he goes into his office, sees the Super 8 film running and it's the family hanging again. Mm -hmm. So he's freaking out about everything. And then he he takes the picture of Bagul with the, um, 
where Bagul is hanging in, hiding in the bushes where the family died. And for some reason, he goes out to look at the picture of the family who hung in the backyard. And Bagul is hiding in the fucking bushes again, which is a jump scare, by the way. Yeah. So he looks outside to, to, to like, see where they were at. So he's, like, taking a little flashlight to see where it was at. And he sees the, uh, the Bagul. He's like, no, oh, no, it's them. So he's like, is this where he's, like, freaking out and there's, like, so everybody's he, he, running around? So, no, no. So he, he runs outside in the bushes. Or he, he runs outside to see if he's in the bushes. Finds his son in the bushes being a fucking creeper again with the night terrors. His eyes were completely open. Yeah, he ain't having no damn like, night terrors. Yeah, I think he's just screwing around with daddy. <laughs> so, so they take their son, they take the son back inside. The the wife is there because she only wakes up whenever something happens with the kid, and no one's making any noise. No one's screaming like she just ran out there. She just keeps waking up. That's the only times that she ever like. That's whenever yeah. her spider sense goes off. It's like, oh, is there something plot relevant for me to do now? <laughs> so, so she uh, take care of the child. I shall. <laughs> so she. <laughs> So she goes outside and uh, she, they, they take the son back in and he's like, here to stay with him and then I'll be right back. I forgot something outside. He runs outside to get his flashlight. This is whenever he sees the really big, angry Rottweiler that's about to like attack him apparently. And the Rottweiler is actually growling at the children that are Which, standing behind Ethan Hawke. I guess, but remember that's supposed to be an aspect of Bagul. So I have no idea at this point. Like I assumed that that was what was happening too. Like, and then it was like, ah, look, I, Vincent D'Onofrio, shall give you more of the images that you should have seen earlier. Ha ha. I guess that's how you know "Ah." that the ghoul is there because it'll be, there will be a scorpion, a snake, and a really big fucking dog. Yeah, I don't think they did that in the second one, but that, yeah, interesting. So, um, so at this point, because, you know, he runs back inside, he doesn't see the kids, of course, but he runs back inside and the wife's like, can we please just fucking go? Like, our son is having crazy night terrors. Everything is, like, everyone's freaking out. I hate it here. Can we please just go back? And he's like, no, blah, blah, blah. And they get into this big old stupid fight. And he's obsessed with trying to get famous. I did like the whole bit where she's like, she's mad. It's like, you're white as a sheet. And he's just like, yeah, I saw a giant dog outside. It's like, a dog? He's like, yeah, a, a big one. A huge dog. And she's like, is it gone? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> Yeah. So then the next morning, the deputy shows up with the information that he requested, which is all of the people who have died, I guess, in these videos so far. Mm -hmm. Then he watches film number five. (sighs) Is it the lawnmower one? That is the lawnmower one. I fucking hate this one so much. Whenever I saw this in the movie theaters, I screamed. I don't fault you on that one because it's basically there's like nothing going on. It's like... And you're like you're like oh this is kind of interesting and it, then it, it has, like it has the family watching TV that's how it starts so yeah. the family's watching TV the kid goes and joins them in the 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 room to watch TV too and then it shows <clears throat> a lawnmower and the lawnmower is going and it's going and it's going and you're like what the fuck what what am I looking for and then it runs over somebody's head with a loud like scare scream or something like that on there. Obviously it's obviously meant to be a it's jump terrifying. scare. But it's freaking Like I was like, whoa, what, what happens there? Horrifying. And it traumatized me whenever I was in the movie theater. It was it was It awful. was it was interesting on that one. So that's how that's how the fifth the fifth one ends. And obviously, like John said, Ethan Hawke has not seen these videos, which is why he has the amazing reaction that he has, which is whoa and freaks out and jumps up. 
It's so much so that I think he has to... Is that when he takes this the cigarette? This is whenever he, he smokes. Yeah. Okay. So he starts He's smoking. Like, oh, Jesus. And he calls and Vincent D'Onofrio. That's Yay, right. Vincent D'Onofrio. So Vincent D'Onofrio is a, uh, a guy who works for the university. And he knows all about the occult, including Bagul. Yep. Apparently, he's a symbologist or something like that. So he's he's basically like the guy <laughs> from the, the Dan Brown movie. Symbolism. So, tells him about Bagul. Yep, that's right. Don't it's judge uh, me ancient for my Boondock Saints reference. Ancient uh, Mesopotamian Babylonian. Pagan. He's a pagan. He's the yeah. eater of children. He he ate the children. Yes, he, so. he didn't go into the whole point that it was actually the boogeyman. Like no, he, I, I he didn't say anything about the. Yeah, he didn't say anything about the boogeyman. But he does talk to him about how he's Bagul and he's pagan and he eats the children and he eats their souls. That's how he stays alive. <sighs> so, after talking to him and you know Vincent Ofria is like, is there another one? Tell me all about it. So he does. So he, apparently, he tells them all about it. Um, it's at this point that um, it's time to go Mimi's. So they go night night. And Ethan Hawke locks up his room. He makes it a point to lock up the room. They show that very thoroughly. He, he like, puts all the Super 8s into a box, too. And then, uh, it's like, I was like, okay, you know, interesting. And then, you know, he gets woken up by the Super 8 playing again. Yeah. So, he hears noises, grabs the baseball bat. Um, this is whenever we see all the kids. So, yeah. it's a jump scare constantly. So, it's a jump scare with the first kid who's, like, leaning right over his shoulder the second kid runs up from behind him. There's a third kid in the hallway. Fourth kid run, runs towards him in the hallway from behind. Um, but before he can see them, all the kids are hiding. So they don't want him to see them. They just want to be creepy. Yeah. Well, this is when he, <clears throat> he checks on his daughter. And his daughter is like sleeping with her head torn, turned towards the wall. And he's just like, ah, oh, she must be sleeping just fine. And then we zoom in on the, the daughter who's like terrified looking at, at one of the... The, the uh, dead girl. The dead girl. Pointing at her next to a painting of all the dead people. Yeah, of the uh, the four people hanging with Bagul on the side. Um, so Ethan Hawke ends up falling asleep on the couch with the baseball bat, and he invites the deputy over and asks him if anything weird has ever happened at the house or if the previous family before they you know hung themselves, um, or got hung. I guess they didn't really hang themselves, but before they got hung, if they mentioned anything weird or strange that ever goes on in the house. Because he's freaking the fuck out. And it's actually a decent effect when we see him, like, wake up on the couch. In like, the with morning. the light. Yeah, because yeah. the light comes in, like, as though no time has moved. And he's just like, ah, oh, suddenly I'm awake. But yeah, <laughs> this is when we have the, the interesting conversation with Deputy So-and-So going like, oh, uh, do you think something bad's happening here? You really, I, I noticed that you were drinking a lot. Uh, you he's like, I'm not that. calling you a drunk. I'm just letting you know that you're probably stressed the fuck out. And, and Ethan Hawke's like, well... You know, you don't believe in any of that stuff. He's like, the occult and stuff? Oh, hell yes, I do. Like, you wouldn't be able to pay me to live in this place. <laughs> and I mean, he's, he's at least he's honest because, yeah, screw that. So um, the daughter ends up painting a picture of um, the girl that used to live there um, who's the same girl that's missing. So all the children are missing. So the family that got hung, their daughter is missing. They think that she's dead. She's well, she is. Oh, yeah. She's gone. But she's become part of the Bagul. Part of Bagul. Uh, the interesting thing on this part, though, is... Um, this is how he finds she out. Did she a, finds out. This is how she, she finds out. She did a really good... Uh, like, if it was the little girl painting that, it looks like a Banksy photo. like Or like, you know, when he does the spray paint on the walls. And yeah, stuff. I was yeah. like, that's actually a really decent effect. Uh, but yeah, that's how uh, the wife finds out about uh, 
about the fact that they're living in the murder house. And then Ethan Hawke says, no, we're not living in the murder house. The murder didn't happen in the house. It happened in the yard. <laughs> so stupid. They have a huge fight. <coughs> Ethan Hawke is dumb. Ethan Hawke is dumb. Yeah. So um, he ends up saying, you know, my legacy needs to be left behind. And these books are my legacy. And she's like, you have kids. Your children are your, your legacy. Your children are your legacy. Uh, she's like, you walked into that one, buddy. Yeah, you dumbass. So he ends up falling asleep while watching his old interview videos, which he does a lot. He he's like that quarterback from yeah. high school who just keeps reliving the glory days. So she brings him back to bed. It's at this point that we actually see him sleeping and a bright light comes on and something is filming him. So he wakes up. The super 8 is actually missing from his room. Um, he goes in search of it, and this is whenever he goes and sees that the attic ladder is down, and there's light and sound coming from the attic. So he goes up the attic stairs, which is a really beautiful scene. They shot that really, mm-hmm. really nicely. Um, so he he goes up into the attic, and he sees all of the kids that are watching their Super 8s, and they all turn and they shush him. And then Bagul pops out. And then Bagul pops out from the side, scares the shit out of him. He falls down the attic stairs. And everything starts getting thrown at him, thrown down at him from the hole that's left in the attic. So, like, the Super 8s and the movies and all that stuff, he's freaking out. He decides he's going to burn it all. So he does. He he, he makes a barbecue yeah. and burns it all. In a nice little uh, little fire pit that he has out there. I thought that was cute. And uh, then he decides they got to go. Yeah, we have to, we have to leave. I screwed up. We have to leave. What are you talking about? Get the kids and go. Well, get out and go. I was just like, get to the chopper, Ethan Hawke. Get to the chopper. Uh, Ethan Hawke is driving kind of crazy, getting the hell out of there. That's when he gets stopped by the the, uh, the sheriff, who's like, what you doing? He's like, I'm getting out of your town. You're getting out of my town. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting out of your town. All right, well, I won't write you this ticket. Cool, get the hell out of my town. Later. And that's when they go back to their old house. Yep. Which and is a beautiful, like... Freaking huge. Huge. So, um... Everything, uh, he ends up talking to Vincent D'Onofrio after he does, you know, more research or whatever. So he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. We're not going to do this anymore. (laughs) And so he takes all the crap and he puts it upstairs and then he comes back downstairs and Vincent D'Onofrio sent him an email. And of course he opens it up and he's like, the hell am I looking at Vincent D'Onofrio? He's like, Vincent D'Onofrio's going, oh, hey, uh... This is plot relevant because uh, there is a scorpion, a, a snake, and a dog, and you saw that shit, and those are the aspects of Bagul, and it's fucked up, right? And uh, he's like, uh, okay, so what would happen if all of their stuff was burned? And he goes, are you talking about for the stories, or what are you talking about? And he goes, I'm just saying, like, if I burn their stuff, what happened? He goes, and he goes, what, what book? Are you writing? And he goes, you know what? I don't even know if I have a book anymore. Just just don't worry about it. Never stop, mind. Stop asking me yeah, questions, just, Vincent D'Onofrio. I don't whatever. want to hear from this shit. Yeah, just whatever. So he so he ends up going up into the attic. And then he finds the box full of the Super 8s and all the movies. And as he's kicking it around, he sees a little package that said extended cut endings. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought that was cute. So then he, he cuts all the films together to make them longer. And, we and he's see... drinking coffee the entire time. Oh, yeah. And it, we see at this point that that's when uh, they uh, we, we get the kids like shushing through each one of the films. At the end. So yeah. it shows the kids killing everybody. And then whenever they, they shush, they disappear from the film. So yeah. it's like they got sucked, sucked up. in yeah, to wherever. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, and this is when Deputy So-and-so calls and he says, hey. I tried to call you like a gajillion times. He's yeah, like, yeah, you moved. what's You up? shouldn't have moved because it moves along and everything is like a straight line. So. Why did you move, you dumbass? Bye-bye, I guess. And that's when uh, uh, Ethan Hawke isn't feeling so great. So he goes over and checks his coffee and he sees the coffee's got. The green, uh, the green predator blood, predator in blood in it. Yeah. And then uh, he uh, he falls asleep. <sighs> he has a seizure. Yep. No, no he he starts he, like foaming from the mouth. Well, yeah, because he's it's he's been poisoned. Oh. So he falls down onto the ground, and then he wakes up, and it turns out, oh no, uh, this was uh, what it was supposed to be happening all along. That's when uh, the uh, the the daughter, because she had the uh, the little painting that said, "I made your co- or good night, Dad." Yeah, she's like, "Good night, Daddy." And, and then he, like, awakens enough to see his wife, who I swear to God, was she not wearing pants or was it just, like, cre- No, she wasn't wearing pants. Okay. Uh, so everyone's passed out. The boy's passed out. The the wife is passed out. There's They're on top of plastic. And the daughter walks in with, like, an axe, which she's having to drag on the floor. And she's like, don't worry, Daddy. I'll make you famous again. And splatters all over the place. We see a lot <laughs> of just splattering all over the wall. Uh, and then... Then she's. We see the kids like whispering at her, like doing the shushing. Yeah, motion. and then and then it shows her. She's actually drawing on the lid. Yes, that everybody else is drawn on, and it shows like they're they that they've been bodies, yeah. cut into pieces. And Trevor. yeah, Trevor and mommy and daddy, and then uh, yeah, she yeah, she uh, goes towards the screen, and then Bagul picks her up and takes her. Yeah, and that's uh, when we end with the uh, the, the second, Super Eight this, films. The second ending. Yeah, the Super Eight films uh, sitting upstairs in the the uh, the room. Uh, pull back, Bagul's face. Ending with the uh, decent music going on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this one uh, was a lot of fun. I I you know I keep forgetting how quickly it goes from like you know trying to be like a slow burn, slow burn, slow burn to. Right when he hits the, we got to get the fuck out of here part. Like, it completely, like, that's the end of the movie. Like, I always feel like there's, like, there's a part in there that should be in there that I never get to see. Yeah. So, I'm like, I feel like I skipped a part right here. But, uh, yeah, this one, I I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, What are you going to do? What what are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 uh, chopped up body bits. Okay. I am going to give it... Uh, I'm going to say seven. You know what? I want to change mine. What? I want to do eight out of ten lawnmower kills. Okay. For real, traumatized by that. I'm going to do uh, seven out of ten uh, Super 8s being cut together. Oh, you got to go out art house. Yeah, of one. course I do. Because oh, that's how great. I do. Uh, but <laughs> so the, the, the reason why I'm going to give it seven out of ten compared to anything else is this is a good solid movie. There's a lot of bits in there that... Uh, um, you know, feel a little funky, but it all works to well together, except for uh, the fact that we. I I always feel like there's a scene missing between the uh, the, the flashlight and the the you know that whole bit where he's like, we got to get the hell out of here because it, it feels like that that like last twenty minutes was we need to finish this off. Like we were doing a really good job. We got a lot of slow burn stuff happening. We had the whole kids, you know, like walking around in the, the thing and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I mean, I feel like seeing the goal would probably scare the shit out of anybody to do anything. I'm not saying that that's not 
like the reasoning why for it. I just feel like there there should have been like a, a a transitional period between that, like where it got really bad, or involved the wife somehow. But none of this happens to anybody else. Except so it's for just him. happening to Ethan Hawke. So why even have that extra child in there? I, I don't get it. Just to have the <laughs> jump scares. I don't know. It, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I definitely tell people to go ahead and watch this. But uh, you know, I just I I can't give it like super super high ratings just because it, it feels a little funky. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. And and honestly, it's a seminal movie. I think everybody needs to watch. But yeah, just, I just like it because it hadn't funkiness. been done. Oh no, it it's it was great for for you know the just the the novelty of it all though. yeah I, I think that's what i like about it is it, it wasn't a damn reboot no and then of course it had a uh, i'm sure they're gonna try to reboot it because why not mm. uh but i i this was definitely something that had a lot of love into it as well mm-hmm. which was very nice um yeah can't really say anything else about it uh my suggestion is go ahead and get it we got it on a three pack with cabin in the woods in possession so that was kind of cool yep uh, but, uh, yeah, what about you? Do you enjoy this movie? Do you think it was great? Do you think it was wor- terrible? Would you only want to watch the Super 8 version of it? Do you think Deputy So-and-so uh, should be the sheriff? I don't know. I think he should. Uh, but let us know. Reach out to us. ESAT3AM at gmail.com. That's going to be our main email. Uh, we've got uh, Twitter and Facebook at ESAT3AM. Main website, ESAT3AM.com. And uh, you can always leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash everything scary at 3 a.m. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail. But until next time, we'll see you later. See you soon. Later. Bye. Bagool! Jump scare.